The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Over the course of four years, a firm hired by the U.S. to distribute $4 billion to victims of Bernard Madoff's Ponzi scheme racked up $38.8 million in billings. As for those victims, well, they're still waiting for their first checks. That's what my Bloomberg News colleague Eric Larson discovered through a Freedom of Information Act request, and he is with us in our New York studio to tell us more about it. Also with us is John Barushian. He's a white-collar defense attorney at Bowditch and Dewey. Uh, thank you both for joining us. Eric, just start off by telling us about this fund. It's not the only source of compensation for the Madoff victims, right? Uh, that's correct. The main source of compensation is the, through the court-appointed trustee, Irving Picard, who has been working on the case since 2009. Uh, they have recovered uh, over $11 billion and uh, distributed $9 billion of that back to victims. Uh, but uh, there is this other fund, the DOJ fund, uh, that they, uh, they've had since 2012. Uh, that was financed through some forfeiture actions, and uh, they've been uh, sitting on it ever since. And tell me about your FOIA request. What, what exactly did you learn from it? Well, really just that, that figure that they, uh, that the billing, the $38.8 uh, million, we had asked uh, the DOJ for all documents showing how much they have agreed to pay this firm for their work. Uh, they didn't provide any documents, but they did give us that one figure. And uh, it, it was a surprise, I think, to a lot of victims because uh, thousands of them have been hoping to tap this fund for several years now and haven't been able to. John, you've had a lot of experience with, with forfeitures. Uh, tell us what could be taking so long to distribute all this money. Well, what strikes me initially uh, is that the um, massive scale of, of the fraud to begin with makes figuring out uh, who is entitled to compensation and how much extre an extremely difficult process to begin with. Uh, unfortunately, as you can imagine, and as we have seen in many kind of victim compensation funds, uh, many are riddled with, with fraudulent attempts to get money. So that's one thing that, that, uh, that needs to happen uh, in any kind of fund, is that we need to make sure that the people who are actually getting the money are entitled to it, and that uh, people are being compensated on some kind of equal basis. Um, <laughs> My understanding is that, that, that the fund that uh, Mr. Breeden is overseeing uh, is set up to compensate not only uh, victims who invested directly with Madoff, but who also invested through feeder funds into the Madoff funds, which I could see how that could uh, make things uh, even, even a little bit more difficult, or maybe a lot more difficult, because you have to identify who those people are, you still have to identify and, and determine how much they may or may not have recovered. Uh, are there potential subrogation issues in situations where maybe an insurance company uh, paid out on an E&O type claim? Uh, th th there's a lot that needs to be done. Uh, by the same token, it's been five years, I, I think, since, since, since they were given this money. So that seems like a, a long time. 
um, in in the money that Breeden has been paid, which is, um, uh, you know, I estimate, well, if my math is right, about 1%, maybe a little less the, uh, of the total amount of the fund, uh, is still a lot of money. Um, i got to think that, uh, you know, it would be a pretty easy thing to audit. Eric, uh, what have you heard from the fund about this? They have uh, you've you reported missed a number of deadlines that they've they've uh, put out there for themselves a- along the way. What are they saying about why this is taking so long? Uh, well, in February uh, 2016, they uh, estimated that they would start sending out checks by the end of the year. Uh, that didn't happen, and now essentially they're saying the same thing this year. They're saying on their website. <clears throat> sometime this year in 2017. So, um, you know, back in uh, 2013, an earlier statement also sort of anticipated uh, that it would be a uh, that the first checks could come out r- relatively soon. So it's been one missed deadline after after another, and unfortunately, they don't they didn't comment for our story. They don't uh, seem to want to say anything beyond what they put on their website, which is updated a couple times a year. And the last update was in in January and said that they were uh, you know receiving tens of thousands of claims and that they were going through them, that they plan to make recommendations on approval or, or denial of the claims uh, this year. Uh, at least for the initial uh, set, so um, you know there might be there might have been some unforeseen uh, delays, uh, such as the ones Mr. Bruchin just mentioned, as far as uh, determining which of these uh, feeder fund investors are are. Uh, Really, really had investments uh, because that's a lot of paperwork and a lot of legwork for verification. Um, when uh, on the other side, you know, Irving Picard, the trustee in the in the court case, specifically did not accept claims from feeder fund investors um, for that reason, uh, citing saying citing the bankruptcy code and saying that it would be virtually impossible to verify. Uh, all these tens of thousands of claimants when they didn't actually have accounts with Madoff. So he just took a different route. He said that if the feeder fund wants to file a claim in the bankruptcy court and they get any money back, then those feeder funds can then distribute that money out to their clients uh, as they see fit. John, can you just clarify something for me? Who's making the decisions here? Is it Richard Breeden who's making them or the Justice Department? What, what, what are the various roles here? Well, the, the, the ultimate authority to determine how this, uh, uh, the money that, that, that has been forfeited gets distributed is with the, uh, the, the U.S. Attorney's Office. And um, the, the head of the uh, Asset Forfeiture and Money Laundering Unit is the one uh, who's been delegated that authority. So what, what the Breeden Group would be doing is processing the paperwork making, and making a recommendation to uh, the the U.S. Attorney's Office, the Attorney General's Office, uh, who would then you know ultimately make make the decision. Um, so that's the other thing I would uh, I, I would you know think about too is is you know what were Breeden's marching orders from uh, the Attorney General's Office, and you know I'm not trying to defend or 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 lay blame at at anyone's feet. It just because it has been a while, but but there is a lot that needs to happen. And I think I'd also want to point out, too, that, that Picard is operating under a different set of rules. Um, he's essentially operating under, the, under uh, you know, rules that relate to uh, bankruptcy proceedings. So it's, it, I don't know that it's an entirely fair comparison. And my understanding, too, is that uh, uh, Picard, is, Picard and his firm have earned a whole lot more money 
somewhere closer to a billion dollars is what I what I've heard. I can't verify that certainly, but uh, in in his uh, attempts to try to secure uh, compensation for the victims. Uh, Eric, we only have about 15 seconds, but just quickly, uh, what's the latest on when we expect payments might begin? Uh, really don't have anything beyond what uh, the, uh, Mr. Breeden has said on his website, which would be uh, any time this year. If we find out anything new, of course, we'll do a story on it, and we'll try and we'll, to get some we'll more details. You, and we'll have you back on. I want to thank our guests, John Barushian and Eric Larson, uh, talking about uh, distributions to Bernie Madoff's victims. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum, powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers, and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights, and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CutterEconomicForum.com.